Hey, it's Andy. Uh, this was originally supposed to be a video production, but due to some issues with our video editing software, I couldn't cut in the uh, music the way I wanted to. So instead, it's your, just your traditional uh, audio podcast. However, it will still be available on our YouTube channel, just with the uh, Geek Salad logo in place of uh, mine and Mike's handsome faces. Enjoy the show. Welcome, moviegoers, uh, to Geek Salad's tribute to John Williams and Steven Spielberg. I'm Andy. And I'm Mike. And we are counting down, in really no particular order, our favorite uh, collaborations between John Williams and Steven Spielberg. This is a compliment to the show we're going to be doing in about a week or so, um, where we talk about the movies of Steven Spielberg. And when you think about movies with Steven Spielberg... There's one other name that's synonymous with him, and that is the music of John Williams. Yeah, in fact, uh, I think all but all but four of the well, three of the mo- of Spielberg's movies, four if you count his uh, segment of Twilight Zone, the movie, all but th- all but those four movies have been dire- have been scored by Williams himself. Yeah, exactly. Um, there's also a um, great CD you can pick up either on Amazon or download it on Spotify. Um, John Williams and Steven Spielberg, The Ultimate Collection. And yeah. it is a mix of so many things. I mean, you you really may actually remember that Steven Spielberg directed a little movie called Always. Or, or, or maybe a little not. Movie, it's not little a good movie. movie. Called, little movie called 1941 as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. More people remember that than they do Always. Yeah, Always was Richard Dreyfuss again, wasn't it? Yes, it was. That's the third movie that they've done together. Christ. All right. So I'll get us started um, with uh, our, one, of, one of our picks, our number six pick. And again, these are really in no particular order. Um, well, except for the not, number one for me, at least. Anyway. Right, exactly. I think we're denoting it more for personal preference than anything else. But really, these are all great scores. So uh, number six, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. I mean, what can you say about this? This is one of the most iconic pieces of music ever. Well, I, I know what you can say about it. Do, 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 do. I mean, just the fact that it's part of it's, – it's a linchpin in the plot that actually factors into the score itself. Um, it's, it's a beautiful just integration of movie with the sto- – I mean, sorry, music with the story. And I think it does just a phenomenal job of of doing both of those. Um, it definitely is an un- it's one of those unmistakable scores. You don't hear that refrain and not know what it is. Yeah, I mean, just those what like five notes, dude. Yeah, five notes, and uh, I think John Williams is only beating that once. Yes, exactly. 
But um, the other the other thing with this this soundtrack too is that it's very it's a very elegant cinematic soundtrack. This is the kind of music I remember as a kid when it was like a big deal to go to the movies and you go to like you know you go to like the big cinemaplex and they had the curtains on you know like th- those that velvet against the walls and I remember this popcorn smell and just the sound of that soundtrack the end credits for Close Encounters. I just remember all of that. Yes, right behind me too. Uh, I just remember all of that. It's just being a movie going experience. A part of why I love movies so much is because of that. It's a very ethereal um, soundtrack as well. It, it has is. It's like a lofty quality to it. It's unmistakably a um, a Spielberg uh, collaboration. It's unmistakably a Williams score, but mm-hmm. it, is, it is no less beautiful. Absolutely. So what about you? Well, uh, the next one I'm going to go with is um, not everyone's favorite Spielberg, Spielberg movie, but it is in my top ten. Hook. Yes, yes. Um, not everybody loves the movie, which I, I can't imagine why, because it is a fantastic movie. Don't you disagree? Um, yeah, shut up. <laughs> but in any case, one, one thing you absolutely can't deny, though, is that it is a fantastic soundtrack. It's got those, those um, themes that fit completely in with the characters, it's you know the you know the theme to Neverland the the uh, the, the the dinner time the dinner party um you know the imaginary the dinner party scene yeah yeah the banquet that, came up on that soundtrack when I, the um on that collection when I was listening to it yeah that that for me is one of the best scores in the entire movie um I mean an, an entire movie full of fantastic scores um, right and Rufy oh sorry. <laughs> We're not here to debate this movie. We're here to talk about its soundtrack. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Debating yeah. the movie will come on. Will no doubt come up at during oh, uh, podcast. Oh, it yes. will. It <laughs> will. All right. So next up, um, Jurassic Park.
again. Oh, you wear your Jurassic Park shirt. Yeah, I, I well, finally... um, it's my Jurassic World shirt anyway. <laughs> I um I couldn't find my Raiders of the Lost Ark shirt because I I just got a whole bunch of laundry clean, so it's buried somewhere. So tonight is a night for Boba Fett. Fair enough. Uh, anyway, the um Jurassic Park scores got again one of those timeless themes. Is just it's it's it floats throughout the entire movie, and when you remember watching Jurassic Park for the very first time, and I I really really pity you if you didn't get a chance to see it on the big screen, because when you see the dinosaurs for the first time, especially when you see that Brachiosaurus for the first time going up on its hind legs and then coming back down the sense of awe that you have just by the visual of that definitely is enhanced by the fact that it's a John Williams score with a beautiful theme playing underneath it. Yeah. The, the score is just so majestic in scope. It completely matches the awe that you, it, it enhances the, the awe that you're feeling and seeing that, I mean, I mean, uh, the the special effects were groundbreaking, even for today's standards, to be honest. And just the awe that you feel seeing those dinosaurs, real dinosaurs, alive for the for the first time. Yeah, the score just enhances that feeling. And right. plus, you know, it starts off kind of very, feeling very hopeful when they get down. Then, as things go on, it gets darker and more dangerous and more deadly. The, the music just tells you this is not going to end well. Right. I think in terms of the Spielberg blockbusters. All right. And there's a difference. There's the Spielberg blockbusters. There's the Spielberg serious movies. The Spielberg blockbusters. Uh, this is probably the last great Williams score for a Spielberg blockbuster. Uh, um, not counting yeah. the animated stuff. I'm not counting that. Um, I just, just as far as iconic scores go, yeah, I could I could kind of see how that that is, yeah, yeah, ninety three, yeah, right, right, all right, all right, um, yeah, my uh, my next one is, I mean, it is the it is a fantastic, beautiful movie, E.T. the Extraterrestrial.
yes. Again, that soundtrack, that music, and that music is the kind of music to give you all the feels. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you are not blubbering in tears at the very end, when that music just swells and you see the rainbow go across, wow, then you have no soul and no heart, and I feel pity for you. Yeah, that refrain throughout the movie, but especially at the end, is just it's just incredible. It is just it it just really just hits you where it counts. Um what's interesting too, and this was a real this was kind of a standout for me on the soundtrack, was at the very end, after that's done, they go to credits. And there's this beautiful piano piece. Oh yeah, the you know, and then it it goes back to the the swell, you know, that Williams swell, and uh, it just just really it, it's interesting because it throws you for a loop. It's a, it's a beautiful piece of music, but you were not expecting that as you just watched that's, this great movie. That's what's One great of, about. Uh, that's great is about Williams is that he can do the the soaring score, the epic uh, scope, but he can also do the very quiet piano moments, the just the the, the very personal uh, themes. Right, the the personal themes, the uh, you know, like just the quiet horns. Yeah, and then you get the brass. He loves his brass. Yeah, oh, he loves his brass. <laughs> It's more evident on uh, Star Wars movies than anything else. But, yeah, he definitely loves No, really? He definitely (laughs) loves his brass. So um, before we go into our final two and our our personal one and two favorites, uh, here are some honorable mentions. Tintin. Jones and the Temple of Doom. Schindler's List. Catch me if you can. So now, really, really good sound scores there. Just not quite as iconic as the ones that we've listed, I think, but different. still really good. Very, very different. Yeah. All right, so my personal favorite score. Now, again, there was really 
And when we say personal favorites, like I, I use the term, not a, a lot of daylight in between, not a lot of daylight in between, but probably if I had to live my life by one score and one score alone, it is the Raiders of the Lost Ark score. There is no more heroic fanfare. And I, I'm putting you up to this with the Williams Superman score here that the Raiders March is one of the best fanfares in movie history. Uh, I wonder if he likes the horns for that one too. <laughs> oh, very much so. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, the second, the, the second you hear that, you, you know, it, it feels like an old timey, like, you know, 50s serial movie uh, score, but on a whole nother level. It unmistakably, it, it, it's unmistakable, um, that, that, that fanfare. And when you delve into the movie itself, there's some really, really good um, pieces of music in there that you tend to forget about until you hear them displaced from the movie. Uh, most specifically, I'm talking about the, uh, the music for the map room. Yeah, yeah. He 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 peppers that in throughout the movie, actually. Right. There's well, there's this the, the arc theme, which is very very low, um, very very ominous. But there's oh. that one piece with again with the horns, when he's got the staff of Ra, it hits the map and they just swell up, and the lights come up, and it's just, it's just an amazing piece of music, and it's one of the. One of those pieces of music, especially when you're dealing with these two collaborating together, it's just perfect synergy. Mm, yeah. What, what's great about the arc theme is that you, the first time you hear it is when he's at his, the college in the beginning and he's looking at the book and he sees the picture of the arc. That's when you hear it. He, he just, that's, what, that's what Williams loves doing. He loves putting in that theme first just to kind of keep, to give you a taste. Yeah. And then every time it starts... and. Every time you see that object again, you hear that theme coming in. Yep, yep. I um, I truly do love this movie, and I love the uh, I love this music so much. This is another one you can get a uh, a multi disc set of, or again, Spotify, all the Indiana Jones movies, mm. and, and that way you can really hear a lot of the good inter- interstitial stuff that you don't hear regularly. Yeah, you cannot go wrong with any of those uh, right, movies. Right. All right, Mike, take us home. My number one, um, you know, obviously, since we haven't brought it up yet, it has got to be my number one, Jaws. Yeah.
when you when we when we discussed doing this, it really came down to a well, it's obvious what the at minimum the top three are gonna be. <laughs> exactly, yeah. We <laughs> gotta be if not number one, then number two. I mean who's ten years old and never seen Jaws knows this music. Yeah. Well, I mean, when Williams called Spielberg into and he's like, oh, I've got the score for you. All right, ready? Do do what do you think? <laughs> I mean, you just gotta imagine Spielberg like his only his second movie his second theatrical release movie he's got to like um are you being serious or am I screwed <laughs> I mean, you, you, that's, you just gotta imagine what's running through his mind but as soon as you know as soon as you hear that you know you see the the camera going underwater you, you hear that it's like there is some really seriously bad thing going coming underwater. You don't know what it is, but then you hit, you see it hit Chrissy, and from then on, whenever you hear that theme, you know, uh oh, tr- danger is around. Which is which is great because that's the only way you could tell that danger was around because the sh- they could never get the shark to work. Right. One of the things one of the things that you learn a lot about in film school is that Jaws is the kind of movie that was fixed in post. This movie was not fixed, it was saved oh, in yeah. production. Between I mean, the editing and this score. This score is what makes this movie. In fact, when you take film and music classes, they'll turn the music off. They'll just you watch the movie silently and it's not nearly as tense. Oh yeah. I I've I've seen I've seen like a clip of just the uh, part where they where they get the first barrel into the shark, yeah. Um, and it, they they played it just all the way through, no sound, and you're like, yeah, 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 okay. Then they get that score in there, and you're like, oh, oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, th- this movie, uh, th- there are three people they can really credit for Jaws's, uh, you know, power. You got Steven Spielberg, you got Verna Fields, the editor. And you got John Williams. This, yeah. Without any, without one, I think all three of them, this movie is crashing and burning. Right, exactly. Um, and it's again, it's just when this summer eventually comes up, it's like 30 degrees outside today. It's the beginning, the second week of April. Um, when summer eventually comes up, there won't be a day that doesn't go by that, thi- that this isn't hummed somewhere in a pool. In a swimming pool somewhere, or uh, while you're down on the Cape for your uh, yearly vacation, walking exactly. around, walking around the uh, the great white sharks to live there, live, gather there. Yep, that's where the, they you know when you see seals, stay out of the water. Yeah, and you're just looking at the seals like it's an amazing, amazing score. There's been a lot of really great. Uh, work so um if you think we missed anything if there was a soundtrack that you wish that we had talked about but didn't because there's a lot of them (laughs) yeah please feel free to comment below don't forget to like this video and subscribe to geek salad on youtube uh we're putting out new content all the time and then next week uh or maybe this week depending on when we actually get this video up um we're actually gonna be talking all about the movies of steven spielberg yeah, so if you like this video, hey, check out our podcast when it comes out. It'll probably be a long one because Steven freaking Spielberg. 
It's yeah, he's he's got over thirty movies that he directed alone. Um, yeah, and you can check that out at geeksalad.podbean.com. Um, you can check us out either on that Podbean app or uh, the iTunes Store or on Stitcher. So you can check us out there as well as check out all of our archive. And feel free to follow us on Twitter at uh, uh, Geek Salad Radio or on Facebook at Geek Salad Podcast or email us at Geek Salad Radio at gmail.com. So until next time, I'm Andy. And I'm Mike. Go forth, be nerdful, and we'll talk to you later.